0: This is Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Maneman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Maneman. This is the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. I am Coach Maneman. Thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. For the latest news and notes and baseball content from the Tri-State area, find us on social media, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and at Coach Maneman on Twitter. Shout out to Adam Rang from AGR Photos for providing the thumbnail to this week's episode featuring Logan Rundy. Adam is a local photographer photographing many area sports, and many area athletes in the tri-state area. You can find Adam's work at AJR Photos on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. And today, we are going to welcome Logan Rundy. To the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast and some buddies of mine over winter break, we we're talking about local baseball, past and present, and mostly Hempstead guys. And we were thinking about the Mount Rushmore of Hempstead baseball, the top four players that we would put on through the different programs. And when we were talking about Hempstead, we were thinking about Kevin Romberg. Josh Hobble, and Mark Gassman. Those three all played professionally throughout Hempstead's program. Andy Shope went on to play for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And then dating back to 2000, the following players have been named TH, Telegraph Herald Players of the Year. Aaron Wolfcool in 2003, Andrew Redman and Alex Timmerman in 2010, in 2014, it was Chris Tompkins, and in 2020, it was Andrew Henry. While he has never been named TH Player of the Year, Logan Runny has done something in Hempstead baseball program history that has never been done before. Logan was the first to ever play and see action as a varsity baseball player as an eighth grader. And after an injury sidelined him his freshman year, he bounced back to be a three-year varsity starter. Logan, what a long introduction. I think you have the longest introduction in program history coming in in about two minutes. But welcome to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. How's it going? It's going well. You heard some of those names above. When I read off some of those names And the long storied history of Hempstead. Any stories or any memories come to mind of any of those players, either watching them or hearing stories about them growing up?
1: Well, the one story that I can really remember is that Coach Rapp was telling me about. uh, I think Andrew Redmond either had a perfect game or a no hitter going, and he said like the opposing hitting team didn't touch a ball until like the fourth inning or something like that and the whole crowd started just cheering after a foul ball so I thought that was pretty funny that was that's one thing that took with
0: me that's a great story and a story (laughs) that I've never heard before I'm gonna have to talk to coach Rapp shoot coach Redmond from Clark University a text now Logan I I reached out to coach Rapp I wanted to get a quote from him and I asked him about your career and this is what he had to say quote Logan had the most raw talent of anyone I had ever seen as an eighth grader. I don't think anyone has contributed more in their career at the varsity level when you consider what Logan did on the mound and with his bat. When you hear those names above and when you hear what Coach Rapp has to say about your career, what goes through your head?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't really know what to think about it just because I'm just like one year out and I don't really reminisce about it too much. But I don't know. I just look back and just knew it was a lot of fun. And it's just really cool that I'm kind of in that conversation. So just, just cool.
0: I want to talk about your first season as an eighth grader, first person in the history of Hempstead's program to play varsity baseball as an eighth grader. Now, I know. When you're an older guy, whether it being a senior or a junior, and you hear a sophomore, a freshman, in your case, an eighth grader, coming up, there might be some uh, rumblings from players and there might be some rumblings from some parents. How did the team react, and were they accepting, and did it take some time for them to accept you as a teammate?
1: Um, not really. I think they were all really just cool about it they were all just good guys about it but uh no it didn't really take too long and there's a couple guys that would go out of their way to like make me feel comfortable like and i remember a lot of those guys but i don't think there was nothing too much to worry about i think they're all just good guys about it
0: who were some of the seniors and who were some of those guys that that were welcoming to you and and is there a story that that stands out where you felt like you were a part of the team, where you may not have felt prior to that well
1: uh I'm pretty good friends with Michael Duax and uh he's in my grade, so we were playing with with Lucas and Connor at that time, and I think Connor was a senior at that time, so like I was always like with the duaxes, so I always just like just felt like kind of normal around them, so I would just always just talk with them be uh pretty normal then
0: <laughs> great family by the way I coached Robbie um 2014 at, at Hempstead as well tell us about your first at bat did you get a hit in your first at bat
1: yeah I did uh, my first one so I wasn't really nervous uh just because it was an away game so like there was just like not that many fans and it was at like Jefferson but uh yeah I got a first I think it was the first pitch too or something like
0: that but do you remember who was on the mound do you remember was it a line drive was it a blooper
1: it was i was batting ready and it was a lefty uh pitching and uh i just hit like a hard ground ball through the five six hole that's yep
0: (laughs) and i forgot you're a switch hitter so thanks for for clearing that up and i did post that picture on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, if you want to give us a follow, to Buke Area Baseball Podcast or at Coach Manniman on Twitter.
1: I was only batting righty from that uh, when at that age, but after I broke my foot, you know, before I broke my foot, that's when I like fully started doing switch after that off season. But I was just a righty at that time. <laughs>
0: yeah and and i i forgot about that when i when i was leading into that question that you are known as as a switch hitter and the majority of the pitchers that i've seen of you have you hitting from the left side because we know that in high school there aren't too many left-handed specialists and we know that the majority of the pitchers are right-handed but your freshman year you suffered a foot injury that sidelined for you the entire season How difficult was it to sit out an entire season? And what motivation did that provide you when you had to make a comeback your sophomore season?
1: Um, It sucks because my eighth grade year, I was in in between sophomore and varsity. And then freshman year, obviously, I wanted to just start on varsity and just stay there because I was going back and forth. And I just wanted to stick to one team at that point, if that makes sense. And just be comfortable where I was, but, uh, definitely was not too much fun because I was just sitting like in a boot, just watching people play baseball when obviously I wanted to be out there. But, and, uh, one thing that I think it did help me with is just baseball is really not given. Like you have to, it's not a right to play baseball. So you just can't take it for granted. And, uh, I think that helped me with my training and helped me overall as a baseball player
0: you came back as a sophomore your sophomore year and this is when you started your run as a three year starter what work did you put in prior to the season to be ready on day one
1: um well i did a lot of sitting around so i needed to do a lot of workouts and just stuff and get more athletic because and i had to get lighter on my feet and uh so i just went to bba all the time and i i was in the cage whenever i could be just started throwing just trying to like get back to it but you especially after like a season ending injury you can't take a day off and you just have to stay on it every day then that's what i did
0: you had a lot of experience under your belt what adjustments did you make from your eighth grade year to your sophomore year i know that jump from freshman baseball to sophomore baseball is huge, but even the bigger jump is sophomore to varsity. The guys are so much bigger, stronger, faster, and the, the speed of the game is so much faster. What adjustments did you have to make?
1: Um, I That, that offseason, I just, I just went to town on my left-hand swing, and I just focused on that. And then because I obviously grew up being a right and a hitter, so that kind of just came natural to me and uh, just try to stay more athletic. And I think that year I played like three different positions like in one year. Like I was playing like a little bit of third, a little bit of right. I caught, caught, I catched a little bit. Then, I don't know, just being ready for whatever comes your way basically.
0: Coach Rapp had to do a little digging in the score sheets. You did not pitch as an eighth grader. Do you remember your first start on the mound? Because we've been talking about hitting prior to this point, but the majority of the people, when they hear Logan Rundy, they think of that dominant force on the mound.
1: Um. Yeah, I think it was the first game at Hempstead my sophomore year. So I think we usually play Clinton and uh, I was kind of nervous. It was kind of weird just being nervous for like a high school game. Now looking back, cause obviously playing that many high school games now, I just don't really get nervous that much. And then uh, I look back at it. I was actually like, just kind of really nervous for the Clinton game thinking that I was playing Clinton. And uh, I remember my stuff. It wasn't too good, but I'm pretty sure that we uh, picked up the win and, uh, Yeah,
0: You know, I have an audience question here for you. I was going to ask this at the end, but since you talked about your nervousness, it would be a great time to insert this question, and it's from veteran umpire Al Stoltz. He saw you were a guest, and he wanted to reach out, and he wanted to ask you this. I'm going to start with a quote from Al. I absolutely loved umping his high school baseball games because Logan made everything fun. He was serious, yet extremely competitive, but you could tell he just loved playing the game of baseball. He never seemed nervous. Al Stoltz asked, Logan, is that part of your overall demeanor or did baseball bring that attitude out of you? He also mentions he will miss your presence at Dick Corfield, end quote. Logan, your response to Al Stoltz's assessment of you and umping behind the plate while you were playing.
1: Well, first of all, I want to say hi to him because I want to see him probably for a while. And I actually remember him. He's one of the umps that I do remember a lot of the time. And, I mean, just like with baseball, you can't be not confident. Like You have to be a confident baseball player. If you're not, you're just not going to do well. So, And you're playing a game at the end of the day. You should just have fun. Like You're with your friend, especially in high school baseball. You're with your friend that you grew up with. So if you're not having fun or you're not being a confident baseball player, then baseball is really not going to be too much fun, especially at the college level, because baseball is kind of work at college level. And if you're not loving it in high school, you're not, not going to like it at all in college or even high school if you don't love the game. So you just gotta love it and have fun.
0: Now, some people with you, they they see your lackadaisical, um demeanor sometimes on the mound, or they see you you joking or or having conversations with the other team, and I think sometimes that that irks people. But um, Al really wanted to point out in the conversation that we had after that that he thought that you were one of the most competitive um, players that he had the honor of, of umping so i i wanted to throw throw that in there as well but fast forwarding logan to your junior and senior season you were on everybody's radar and the seasons at hempstead you went back to back to the state tournament what were some of your standout moments during those seasons
1: um, well, I think definitely, like, the COVID year, that was probably the most fun I had playing baseball, just because it was legit, just you and your teammates, like, just hanging out, so I definitely look back and, like, wish I could have had those moments back, just because it was just you and the baseball players and nobody else, because that was just the COVID year, and the best, like, the most fun, the The most fun that I had was just looking back and like, the team dinners, and just all the different hangouts, just, like, because it was just you guys. It was you guys playing baseball, and then us, like, after the game and before the game, That was that's all we did that whole summer. So I think that was probably the most fun season. And then, obviously, uh, hitting a home run off Jackson Obey to go to state, and he's one of my, like, lifelong friends, so that was really funny, but – yeah, that was, that was just the most fun year. And then playing at Princeville Park was – you don't you don't really forget that stuff. So, yep.
0: Hearing you talk about that season, I know as a coach and as a player, some of my more memorable runs were when we were a tight-knit community. And after the game, we did not go our separate ways. We were always looking for things to do to hang out. And I remember that season – the COVID season I got a, a couple messages from some parents from some other schools and they were just impressed by your team being at I believe it was the senior Hempstead softball game and I believe it was a tournament game and everybody just thought it was great that the whole team was there the whole roster was there everybody was clicking everybody was having a good time. and supporting your classmates at Hempstead as well. I remember um, some senior people reaching out to me and, and they wish that their son would have had that same culture uh, with, with their high school experience. When you think about your performances offensively, you mentioned previously your home run. That sent you guys to state but what would be in your opinion some of your top offensive performances days where you had a couple home runs or you went eight for eight or you drove in 15 runs in a doubleheader um
1: i think uh probably like sophomore year i we were playing at liberty at mount mercy and i think i had a two home runs that day and then I think we played Linmar like the day after and the combination of those two um, those two double headers I didn't get out uh, at all. So I I think junior year was pretty good with the bat. Then uh yeah I don't, I don't really know. Just try to be consistent I guess.
0: <laughs> you had a lot of them. I had shared prior that people often forget about the great offensive stats you put up in your career. But what would be your top pitching performances or the top times where you stepped on the mound and you were on and the stuff was great and um, you you shut the other team down?
1: I think probably the best one through high school was probably this year at North – I mean at uh, – Petrakis, when I played North Scott, I think I had no hitter or perfect game through, like, six. And then I uh, – that was to go to state. And then I was just on. That was probably the best I, like, felt in a while. And I think that was probably the best game that I pitched in high school because everything was working.
0: What's it like to throw in an inner city game?
1: Um, it's, uh, it's a little different just because – all these kids you like grew up playing and they like know what you throw. They, they've seen you pitch a billion times. It's just, it's a lot different because when you're going to play another place, they've probably never seen you. They don't know what you got, but these kids know every single pitch you throw and they know like just how you pitch. So that's a little different, but it's really, really fun. And uh, just like high school itself, that, you're only looking forward to like a couple games during like the high school season. It's the inner city games and then the postseason games. So that's what I look forward to every season.
0: You always have the most uh, most fans at those games. Um, have a lot of alumni, past and present, going to check out those games. And you always know the Telegraph Herald will be at an <laughs> inner city game. Logan, you were part of a club that went to the state tournament in back-to-back years. Now, Hempstead has lost a lot. And I don't say that in a negative way, because we know in high school, hopefully everybody graduates and moves on. So you don't have to send me the negative comments that I'm sure I might have coming up to me for saying that. But what does it take? Talk to your former teammates at Hempstead. Talk to other kids, whether they'd be in high school or little league, People are going to listen to you. People like to hear what you have to say. What does it take for a team to advance to state?
1: Um, Just having good people, honestly. Like uh, just move, me moving out of Dubuque, like you can tell that you, once you move out of Dubuque, you want to be back because all the people around here are like great people. And me moving across the state, you can tell that some people just are not like Dubuque people. So. If you have a good core with just good people and not even good baseball players, you have a shot just if you work hard and uh, stay on each other. And obviously just a good core of baseball players, that will always help. So just having a good core good people.
0: And technically you have to win three games. If you earn the bye, you only have to win two games to make it to the state (laughs) tournament. Now I want to ask this question because you experience both. First thing that pops into your mind, Principal Park where the Iowa Cubs play or Dwayne Banks Field where the Iowa Hawkeyes play? What was a better venue to play at State and why?
1: Um, I would probably have to say Principal, but I do love the Dwayne Banks Drive, though. So I like the Principal Field the most, like the playing surface. But if that was only, like, an hour 15, hour 30 away, that would be perfect then. Because I like the Iowa City Drive. Not sitting on a bus for three hours, but I like the Dwayne. I like uh, Principal a lot better, honestly, though, overall.
0: The great thing, though, about uh, the principal park drive, when we went there in 2014, I don't know when you experienced this, um, if it happened, but uh, we won the first game and we got to stay uh, in a hotel for a couple nights. and. All the players and all the coaches. We had our meals comped. I think we had a we had a meal allowance for the day. And staying up late playing games with uh, with the players was was a ton of fun. And I remember Chris Tompkins, uh, coach now at Hempstead. He was going around the locker room and he had to sit in every single chair in the locker room because Manny Ramirez was playing for the Cubs at that point. And he just wanted to say that he sat in the um, same chair that Red Sox great Manny Ramirez uh, sat in. But, yeah, Principal Park, it's cool. Um, I don't know if you guys had the opportunity to hang out in the clubhouse and watch the game before you at all.
1: No, we, uh, we I think we had to go back. And then after we played our second game – Uh, versus Ankeny then we stayed that night but we lost that game so it's kind of pointless but
0: yeah COVID has has messed with a with a lot of some great experiences and memories that uh, your class and other classes are currently missing out on Logan it was a five-year run four years as a player one year you suffered an injury I want you to look back at your high school career I know it's not hard to do because you're fresh out of high school. It's a tough question for some people that have been out for 20 or 30 years, but what would your greatest memory, best memories be from your high school career?
1: Um, probably not too many of what happened in the games, just like the bus rides and the connections of all the other friends that I made. And especially me, I basically all my time is spent on baseball. And I think all of your good friends will just come out of the different baseball teams that you have. And I think just like all all the billions of hours spent in the cage, just all that, that's probably the most fun that I've had. So, looking back, probably just all the friends that I made through baseball.
0: It's interesting you mentioned that, Logan. I'm out 21 years, and my teammates and I, we still talk, and we still get together. We made it to state in in 99, I graduated in 2000. You're doing the math, people, that puts me at 40 years old, but we can't remember who was all-conference, we can't remember who was all-state, can't remember what we hit, but. We can remember the big games. We can remember the big hits. We can remember the bus drives. We can remember people putting icy hot in places where you're not supposed to put icy hot on, on the drive back from Cedar Rapids Prairie. And those are all of the things that, that we talk about and, and, and we connect. So kids listening to this that are either in high school or going to be in high school, cherish those memories. Because once you're done playing, they say in Moneyball, once you're done playing the kid's game, you're done playing the kid's game. And we all can't play that kid's game forever. Logan, I always have to ask this question What would you say your biggest regret of your high school career would be?
1: I don't really have any, honestly.
0: You don't have any – it's not – you wish you could have brought home a state championship for the Mustangs or or anything that you wish you could have have done differently?
1: I mean, that would be cool, but it didn't happen. But uh, if it was made to happen, then it would have. But I think I like how everything – it would be interesting to see what I would hit if I only hit righty. That would be maybe a thing that would be kind of cool to see, like – But I don't really have any regrets.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, Have you do it all over again, but only hit right-handed to see how your stats would would compare? Be different. That's interesting. I never, I never thought about that. So far, you're in the early ages, early stages of your college career. How has college baseball? So far, been different than high school baseball. And just a reminder to listeners that Logan just finished his fall season. They have not yet started to play games um, in their conference or their regular season. So how has it been going so far?
1: Uh, I actually like it a lot. And uh, I'm really glad I picked Iowa Western because not too many people from eastern Iowa go there. I think like in the history, just like Greg Bennett was just one of the ones that went there, but a lot of the Eastern Iowa high school players, they either go to Southeastern or Kirkwood or like Mac. Not a lot of people go to Iowa Western, so I like that part of it, that kind of alone when going out to Iowa Western, so I didn't really know many people that went out there. But I definitely like how everything's ran out there. You do not have a lot of free time, so you need to get your time like, uh, you just got to be on a schedule all the time. And, I don't know, I just like it. And it's a lot different from high school baseball, that's for sure. Um, you don't really have much free time at all. And you – it's more like of a job than just playing baseball and high school baseball. You can just have fun. Obviously, you have coaches and stuff like that that you need to uh, respect. But in college, it's a very different game. So, Yeah, and if if you don't love the sport in high school, you're not going to love it in college, (laughs) for sure.
0: I think that's the big thing to take from that. I've heard Logan mention that a couple times. Logan, we wish you the best of luck at Iowa Western Community College and wish you the best of luck in choosing where your next destination will be after your two years are up. And thanks again for joining us on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. 643. Yep. We're
1: out of here. This game show is brought to you by. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it?
0: Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.